Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you that we can gather here on a Thursday afternoon uh, to look at your word, Lord, to hear your voice speak to us, to worship you and honor you. And I pray, Father God, that your Holy Spirit would speak to us as we go to your word now. I pray that your spirit would rest on me so I could bring your word to your people today boldly through Jesus Christ. Uh, And I pray, Lord God, that as I speak, you'd give us hope through your son, Jesus. You are a good God, and we honor you and praise you, and we thank you for the Bible, and we pray all this in Jesus' name, amen. We start with Isaiah uh, 59 with the first verse, and we'll read down to verse 15. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot not shortened that it cannot save, or his ear dull that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you, so that he does not hear. For your hands are defiled with blood, and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies, your tongue mutters wickedness. No one enters suit justly, no one goes to law honestly. They rely on empty pleas, they speak lies, they conceive mischief and give birth to iniquity. They hatch adder's eggs, they weave the spider's web. He who eats their eggs dies, and from one that is crushed a viper is hatched. Their webs will not serve as clothing, men will not cover themselves with what they make. Their works are works of iniquity, and deeds of violence are in their hands. Their feet run to evil, and they are swift to shed innocent blood. Their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity. Desolation and destruction are in their highways. The way of peace they do not know, and there is no justice in their paths. They have made their roads crooked. No one who treads on them knows peace. Therefore, justice is far from us, and righteousness does not overtake us. We hope for light and behold darkness, and for brightness, but we walk in gloom. We grope for the wall like the blind. We grope like those who have no eyes. We stumble at noon as in the twilight. Among those in full vigor, we are like dead men. We all growl like bears. We moan and moan like doves. We hope for justice, but there is none. For salvation, but it is far from us. For our transgressions are multiplied before you. And our sins testify against us. For our transgressions are with us, and we know our iniquities. Transgressing and denying the Lord, and turning back from following our God. Speaking oppression and revolt, conceiving and uttering from the heart lying words. Justice is turned back, and righteousness stands far away. For truth has stumbled in the public squares and uprightness cannot enter. Truth is lacking, and he who departs from evil makes himself a prey. The Lord saw it, and it displeased him that there was no justice. And then over to Romans chapter 15, just verse 13. May the God of hope Fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. And God bless to us this reading from his holy word. 
well, I don't know. Uh, it, it seems like things just keep going from bad to worse, doesn't it? In, in our government, in the situation, uh, the protest, and, and all these things are happening. And, and I don't know that I can remember in my lifetime, uh, perhaps in this nation or in the United States, a time so bleak as right now in terms of government. A time where it seems like so much has broken down and things are falling apart. And certainly, more and more I, I talk with people and I have a sense that people in our nation, they no longer have any hope whatsoever, particularly any hope in government. Uh, and many people despair, and you can see interviews from time to time on the television of people out in various places around the country, and it really does seem like a sense of hope is gone out of our nation. And, you know, and we ask why, we wonder why, uh, we don't understand why, and this can also affect us as Christians, especially if as Christians we are going for worldly hope, not biblical hope. You know, as I said last week, worldly hope is a hope that's kind of like wishful thinking. You know, I hope that things will turn out well, but I have no reasonable expectation that they might. Whereas Christian hope is quite different. Uh, and I gave a definition last week. I said, Christian hope is an earnest expectation of good, good outcomes, and a good future based on a true knowledge of God and God's promises founded on a relationship with the Father through the resurrected Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's our hope as Christians. It is an expectation of good and good outcomes and a good future, but it's based on a real knowledge of God and what God has promised to us. I said last week, His Word, I've changed that slightly to His promises, and that is our hope. And as Christians, if we have any other kind of hope, we are bound to be disappointed. We are bound to be disappointed. And I want to come back to that because I want to answer the question today, why we get darkness when we hope for light. I, I, was, just, I was just gripped by that verse in, in this text in verse 9. We hope for light and behold darkness. And I think that that really characterizes our nation right now. People hope for light, but behold darkness. Why? Why? There are clear reasons for that, and the reasons are not because the conservatives are in power and the Labor Party is not. Uh, the reasons for that are not that uh, the liberal Democrats are not in power. It has nothing to do with who is in government. It has nothing to do with your political opinions, our perspectives, our preferences. It has nothing to do with these issues, but in some respect is much deeper. And really, in a sense, this whole passage we read from Isaiah 59 is answering this question, why do we hope for light and behold darkness? Why do we hope that there would be light and we would get darkness? And I want to run through a number of things that uh, Isaiah prophesies here that was true of Israel uh, back in the day of Isaiah, but is certainly true of our government today. And I'm going to go through them rather quickly, uh, so hold on to your hats. 
Well, one of the things he says here is that they have hands that are defiled with blood. Hands defiled with blood. Now, this in the time would literally meant, you know, they were killing people. You know, their hands defiled with blood. Uh, but today we need to understand that a bit more metaphorically. What is happening today is that people are trying to murder one another through the media. You have people who are trying to destroy people's reputations. They're just trying to destroy their livelihoods. They're trying to destroy uh, their worth, their value, their relationships. In, in essence, they are trying to murder people. They're trying to kill people, perhaps in every way except physical violence. And that would be the equivalent of hands defiled with blood. He says also that their lips speak lies and wickedness. This theme occurs several times. And this is certainly something that is happening. And, you know, one of the things that I've noticed is that uh, every political party will accuse the other political party of lying. That's happening now. And the question comes, probably everybody's doing it. It's become a political expedient to lie. It's easier to lie today than sometimes to tell the truth. And so you have the people who are speaking lies and they're speaking wickedness. They're speaking things against other people. It's more than just uh, saying, I don't agree with this person. It's really slandering the person and saying, I don't agree with the person because they're stupid or because they're foolish or because they're this, that, or the other thing. You can pick whatever label you want. And Isaiah says, this is a problem there. And then notice number three, no one, the, uh, Isaiah says, no one enters suit justly or goes to law honestly. Right now, you can see this playing out. People are using the courts for political purposes and advantages. They're not using the courts to settle disputes. They're using the courts to try to gain the political upper hand. And everybody's doing this. Again, I want to be an equal opportunity offender of people, leaders in our nation today, because everybody's doing it. They're not using the law for its proper purposes. I, I love the debate that's going on in Parliament this last week, and a lot of people are talking about the rule of law and, uh, and saying because a majority of Parliament has voted for something, then suddenly that's the law, and then the rule of law means that uh, you have to go with what that person, what, what that group has decided. Uh, what's happening right now is not the rule of law. It's historically been understood. What's happening right now is the rule of bullies. Whoever can get the, the majority of people to try to bully the, the minority of people. And it, again, it doesn't matter who it is. That's what everybody's trying to do. And so it's not the rule of law that we're talking about. It's about politics at the moment. Isaiah says, their roads are crooked and destruction is in their highways and they don't follow ways that promote peace and justice. What he's saying here is that the pathway that people are leading the nation on, pathway that people are leading others on, are pathways that are going toward wickedness, they're going toward brokenness, uh, they're not looking for what's going to promote the well-being of society as a whole. They're not looking for justice, which is to make the wrong things right. They're looking to have their own way, 
to follow their own perspective. It's been very interesting, and I see this in the States, I see this here, the polarization of politics that's occurred. Now, politics always has had a certain degree of polarization, but both in this nation, the United States, politicians historically have been willing to work together with people who disagreed with them in order to come out with a reasonable solution. But that no longer is the case. And so the roads are crooked. The way they're trying to go leads us down a winding path. It doesn't lead us straight in a way that will bring peace and justice, in a way that will promote peace and justice in our nation. And then Isaiah says that the people were speaking oppression and revolt. Boy, haven't we had this an awful lot. And I've noticed over the last few weeks that everybody's calling the other, you know, uh, like the, they're, they're revolting, they're rebelling, they're trying to do it their own way, you know, strongman politics and things like that. I, I was really struck by conversations that were going on uh, a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago amongst opposition leaders and how many of the things they were saying, I'm watching them discuss it and I'm thinking this is, this is nothing more than a political coup that they're trying to plot. The difference is that they're plotting it openly and trying to use political uh, means, not violent means, but it's a coup nonetheless. And, you know, in the same way, you look at the other side of things and the, and the government, and people are saying, well, the government is doing this. They're, they're trying to rebel against parliament. They're rebelling against the law. They're rebelling against history. And, and everybody's, you know, speaking oppression and speaking revolt. And that's what it said. You listen to what people are saying, and that's what's coming up. And it's exactly what Isaiah was talking about to Israel. And then probably the other part of this passage that really arrested my spirit was where the prophet says here, verse 14, truth has stumbled in the public square. Truth is lacking. Right now, in our nation, we are not searching for truth. We are not. There's nobody that's searching for truth. Whether it's the truth of what would happen if we Brexit, the truth of what would happen if we stay, the truth of the background, why we're making the decisions we're making, truth is lacking in the public square. It's not an issue. Even you look at the media, the media is not about reporting truth, the media is about reporting opinion. It's been this way, and, but it's ever been increasing in recent years. And the final thing there, we can almost miss it here. He, verse 15, truth is lacking, and he who departs from evil makes himself a prey. We're seeing right now in our society people who are trying to do the right thing, who are trying to maybe come out of the polarized climate that we're in, all of a sudden as they try to depart from evil, they become the focus of attack. And again, we're seeing that. It's a, again, it's an equal opportunity uh, offense today amongst everybody. And because of these things, 
because of these things in our nation, we hope for light and behold darkness. Darkness and blindness is the consequence. And we are seeing the consequence of this unfold before us. And there is a decreasing hope in our nation that this is going to be resolved. And I have no idea how it's going to be resolved. I have no idea. But this is why we have no hope. This is why our nation is foundering. And this is why we as Christians must speak up. Because we have hope. We have hope. I love what the blessing of Paul here is. He says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. We want joy and peace. How do we get joy and peace? We get joy and peace by having faith. We have faith that God is the sovereign Lord of the universe. We have faith in what Jesus Christ came to do. We have faith in the present power and working of the Holy Spirit. We have faith that God controls the destiny of nations. We have faith that we are in the hands of God. We have faith that the outcomes that God will bring about, even if in the short term are painful and difficult, in the long term shall be good. We must have faith. And as we have faith, we will be filled with joy and peace as we go along and as we continue to believe. As we continue to believe in who God is, not in our government, not in our systems, not in anything that we see around us, not in science, not in reason, but in God himself, who is the King of kings and Lord of lords, as we have faith, we will be filled with joy and peace and then by the power of the Holy Spirit, we will abound in hope. Hope for us is not something we stir up. It's not something we work up. As we have faith, God fills us with hope. God fills us with joy and peace. And then the Spirit of God comes and gives us hope for what God is going to do in the future. And even in this moment where we have a nation that hopes for light, but gets only darkness. As a believer in Jesus, I have hope. Because I know God's destiny for this nation is not done. And I know God's intention for our nation and for us as God's people. God's intentions are good. And in that, I hope. Father God, thank you so much for your word. I pray, Lord, that you would just speak it into our spirits. Use it to encourage us and challenge us. And I pray by your Holy Spirit, as we sing, as we worship you now, you would fill us with hope through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.